generally the masculine is not the one bringing this desire up to work on the relationship. And again, the relationship doesn't have to be in the crapper. It can actually just be this desire to be better, just to keep improving. Usually the feminine is the first one to pick up on the fact that work might be needed, beneficial, or interesting. Literally the feminine in its archetypical positions is more tuned into the energy and the emotional pulse of the relationship. That's just one of the, the, the superpowers of the feminine. You are listening to The Medicine Podcast. I am Mimi. What is up, everybody? This is Chase. So long story short, we were childhood sweethearts turned husband and wife in our early 20s. Despite following the mainstream script for happiness, we actually divorced for three years. Only to later reunite as soulmates with a brand new outlook on love, God, health, and the real medicines of the universe. If you find yourself wondering, is there more to this life, to health, to God, to love? Then you are in the exact right place. Consider this your bridge to expansion for body, mind, and relationships. We are uncovering and discovering with you. Let's go take the medicine. Welcome back to the Medicine Podcast. This is episode 110. My name is Mimi, and I have my love, my king here with me. What is going on? Super stoked to be here. So if this is your first time listening, we at The Medicine are all about building conscious and healthy, deep relationships supported by conscious and healthy lifestyle. It's all related and it all comes back to relationships. Everything is a relationship. Mm -hmm. If we get out of transactional interactions with everything in our life, Mm -hmm. fitness, our nutrition, our connection to a higher power, Mm -hmm. our partner, our partner, our actual relationship. Yeah. If we move away from the transactional nature that we're so encouraged to lean into (laughs) Mm -hmm. and start nurturing these things as a co-creative collaborative relationship on purpose that has unlimited potential. Mm -hmm. Our entire world will change. Totally. I think one thing that I've really, it's like I've, I've heard it a long time ago, but just recently really felt it like embodied in my life, which is such a great feeling, is that we are creating all the time. Whether we know it or not, whether we want to be or not, we are creating all the time. Yep. Our lifestyle, our partnership, everything, our relationship to ourself, um, life just, it doesn't just happen to us. We create our reality. And so we might as well consciously create, consciously create, you know, create on purpose with intention. Yeah. I think we subconsciously create until we turn on and realize that there is a a chance to Mm -hmm. take some level of control and not an unhealthy level of control, but putting an awareness or an intention into something and just raising the vibration of your daily life can Mm -hmm. actually start creating those types of energies to come back to you. Yep. Yes, exactly. Mm. And today we're in the relationship space coming out with another freshie. <laughs> yeah, this is this episode is all around um, one of the questions that I get all the time. And uh, it is f- usually from women. And it's, you know, what am I supposed to do if my partner isn't, quote, 
into this stuff. Usually it's around like the relationship space or masculine and feminine energy, um, even like spirituality. I've heard from people like my, my partner isn't into this stuff and I feel like I'm on this spiritual journey. Like how the heck am I supposed to navigate this? Yeah. And so I, I, I really want this episode to be um, encouragement and empowerment and education of feeling like you can go into conversations and situations with more tools in your tool belt. If you're in this situation where you kind of feel like you're maybe on your own path or you're in this work by yourself, or maybe you're just dipping your toes into it and you don't even, you're just getting started, but you've never talked about this kind of thing with your partner and you feel like, oh, I know he wouldn't be into this. Right. So I really want this to be a, a guide and kind of, a, you know, an evergreen asset for women that they can come back to whenever they need encouragement. As always, no hacks, no right. shortcuts. Mm-hmm. If you're in this, it is one step at a time yeah. and it's building um, long-term sustainable results through practice and diligence mm-hmm. and consciousness. And uh, kind of the bummer about this is the way that this shakes out, you know, this question that has been posed, which is, you know, how do I get my partner interested in this kind of stuff? The reality is that most of the time, this is the feminine, uh, oftentimes female talking about their masculine or male significant other. Mm -hmm. Like we say so often when we talk about the feminine and the masculine, these are just energies, essences of which normally belong to masculine, male, feminine, female. Mm Mm-hmm. That doesn't mean to say there aren't situations, relationships where the masculine energy sits on the female primarily Mm -hmm. and vice versa. Yeah. For the sake of stumbling and having to say that long-winded explanation (laughs) every single time, we're mostly going to be speaking feminine, female, masculine, male throughout the episode. Yeah. We realize and we're, we're totally aware and sensitive to the fact that there's all different types of relationships and combinations of people. And, and, you know, there might be a different dynamic in, in your relationship or your household, but just know that there usually is a a more masculine essenced being and a more feminine essenced being. If you're in romantic relationship, that's what polarity is. And regardless of gender, ideally, when you're sitting in a balanced feminine and your partner is in a balanced masculine or vice versa, as long as they're the opposite, you'll find success, mm-hmm. if you will. Yeah, exactly. So a little bit about the structure of the episode. Um, so I, I really am appreciative and grateful <laughs> that you're in this with me because you provide so much insight into the male and masculine perspective. And this is really important for us as women, as, as feminine beings to understand uh, a little bit and be able to get into the psyche of the masculine partner because they may not be saying these things out loud. So to hear from someone like you where you've been on that side, you've been in, in the out of balance and now you're able, you're totally balanced and conscious and, and able to speak to that um, with direct knowledge, I think it allows us as women to have more empathy for understanding more about our partner and what they may be feeling or experiencing, but maybe not sharing with us. So I, I really appreciate your perspective in this. It's, it's really important to, to understand. We both have the fortune of, and if this is the first time you're listening, um, we are divorced. We mm-hmm. come from a, a childhood sweetheart 
long-term child dating relationship that <laughs> child dating. child dating <laughs> that sounds weird <laughs> that really, i mean we were we, we were, were children we were, we were 16 child, child daters <laughs> and we ended up getting married in our early 20s yeah um we were married for three years and made many of the wrong decisions <laughs> yes. um ultimately divorced split up and and through uh the universe through divine intervention through luck if you will um found each other again and have reunited for what we like to call part two mm-hmm. in that it's almost like we've had our own clients, which is just other versions of ourselves yeah. to run like relationship diagnostics on. Mm-hmm. So even before we started this podcast, the way that we essentially figured our shit out was consistently, constantly evaluating what part one looked like yeah, and reading into the behind the scenes of what was probably going on in our psyche and mm-hmm. our and our minds and trying to course correct. Yeah. So we have the fortune of having had this experience together and made the mistakes together. And now mm-hmm. we get to work on them and fix them. Yeah. Um, and then share them on this platform. So it's a, although the, the journey was painful and completely insane, it's also <laughs> radical and has been uh, the most beautiful teacher for us to be able to share these types of learnings. Absolutely. Yeah. Word. Word. Um, well, before we get into all the goodies. Yes. I got to ask you. Ask me. What do you got going on in your cup today? Today, I have a lovely mixture of the Keon Aminos, the berry flavor. Uh, we had a super hard uh, leg lift today. I'm literally sitting here and my legs are just like vibrating because they're like so shaky. Satur leg day. Yes. Uh, never skip leg day. Um, so yes, I have the, the berry aminos in, in some hydrogen water. And then I also have a little, uh, dropper full of the Mito restore from microbe formulas. Mm. And all that is on our medicine cabinet if you're interested, but this is, you know, we, we focus on, especially on days where we're lifting heavy, we, we focus on making sure to get our aminos in, one, because we're trying to build muscle and two for the recovery and the cellular health and respiration and everything really important to get the, um, aminos. Plus it tastes like Skittles. So it's a win, win, win. It's so clean too. Mm -hmm. It's not artificially sweetened. It's a, there's a little bit of stevia in there. Um, and it, it has been completely nailed by our friends at Keon from a formulation perspective, host of essential amino acids, not just BCAAs, which is what you typically see in like a workout or bodybuilder, typical amino mm-hmm. um supplement support that you can find in most you know gncs and stores <laughs> like that rather this is a complete set of amino acids which is super super effective for recovery for energy for vitality so mm-hmm. it's a just an insanely amazing product yeah and then the mito restore obviously mito is for mitochondrial and mitochondrial health it, it, everything comes back to mitochondrial health if you if you have dysfunctional mitochondria you're probably really low on energy fatigued brain fog just feeling like you always need a stimulant to even wake up in the morning so i uh, we both um support our mitochondria every single day with the mito restore tincture from microbe formula Mm, hell yeah I, I love it yeah what do you got going on in your cup my well love? similarly my legs are completely torched <laughs> they are we did a six by ten on squats and a six by ten on deadlift it took about 35 minutes and i'm having trouble standing <laughs> yeah 
<laughs> so for me, um, a post-workout staple is my smoothie bowl, baby. <laughs> yeah, it, it is a work of art. It's a it's a, just a wonder. And the secret ingredient to the smoothie bowl, or should I say ingredients, because there's a host of ingredients that go into this thing. But it's what I like to call the protein trifecta. Mm-hmm. The trilogy. The trilogy. <laughs> I put three different kinds of protein in this motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of Keon, which... Newsflash, uh, or I don't know if that's the right term, but uh, <laughs> heads up, everybody listening. We're having Keon's CEO, Angelo Keeley, a, a great friend of mine, uh, finally on the podcast. We've been begging him forever to get him on the podcast to talk about everything Keon, his amazing story. But we have Keon whey protein, literally the best whey protein I've ever had in my entire life. Mm-hmm. Whey is historically a very unclean version of protein and is usually a recipe for farts for most whey protein you're gonna make me spit out my aminos here <laughs> keon has absolutely nailed the formulation it's super clean from grass-fed grass-finished cattle and tastes insane they got a chocolate and a vanilla i stack that on top of my next favorite protein organifi protein it's a complete protein it's a vegan protein so it's actually all plant-based there's a whole host of different like phytonutrients that you wouldn't get in normal proteins by having a plant-based protein. So I similarly stack that with uh, chocolate or vanilla. Today I went vanilla. So I went vanilla Keon, vanilla Organifi. And then lastly, to, to round out, uh, to triangulate the <laughs> protein trifecta, uh, our dear friends at Paleo Valley have a bone broth protein. It's unflavored, but bone broth has a host of benefits. Mm-hmm. Super good for your gut. Uh, has collagen, which we know to be great for skin, bone, nail, hair, a uh, bunch of different, bunch of different health boner, boner. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Is I, it? I think it helps my boner. Yeah, <laughs> I think it does. <laughs> um, so I put those bad boys in a giant mixture of ice and spinach and um, coconut milk powder. Coconut milk powder, and this thing is so freaking delicious, and it is the smoothie of all smoothies. Uh, from a bowl perspective. Yeah, it's, and, a, it's a big bowl. And that is what's in my cup. I just slam that bad boy. It's going to heal these legs, and I'm going to be better than ever. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, and the the uh, Paleo Valley protein is flavorless, yeah? It's flavorless, yeah. So, so it pretty it's much goes nice. in, in anything yeah, and everything. You can, you can really blend it into anything. I think people put it even like in their coffee and stuff. I don't use a full serving of each one, and so obviously it'd be a pretty steep investment yeah. to have three proteins uh also like basically for your a day butthole. also for your butthole right <laughs> um but i get about 35 grams of protein because i have um right around half a serving of each one mm-hmm. a, a day so if anybody's interested in trying this because it's been you know a game changer which is the most overused term on the freaking planet but it's been a game changer for me our medicine cabinet has each one of these we have different coupon codes for mm-hmm. each one so make sure when you're on the medicine cabinet Take a look at what the discount code is. Yeah. Click on the link and and it, uh, drop that code into your your checkout cart. Yeah. And you'll get somewhere between, depending on the the store, it's like ten to fifteen. Ten to twenty percent, just depending on which um mm-hmm. you know which company. So I love it. I would love to hear if anybody else tries this, uh, because at this point I'm the only human on the planet who does this type of thing. So yeah, we got to get it on like an actual recipe thing that we yeah, can share. The protein. If trifecta. you're if you're interested in sharing that's a, your that's a good idea. your IP. Yeah, yeah, that's a really good idea. I'll have to do that. Yes. Cool. Next time, one more uh, housekeeping thing before we jump into the meat of the episode. I'm super fired up, super stoked to announce that I am am. Uh, 
holding, I am a holding space <laughs> in a masterclass called The Empowered Partner. And this is happening on January 25th. Super fired up for it. Um, it's going to be online on Zoom. And uh, it's basically all about how to it's all about communication. Like, let's be real. It's all about mm. our communication. I feel like every single woman I talk to who, who shares some of her um, troubles or what she wishes was different in her relationship, it's our communication style. It's we have bad communication. It's I wish we had better communication. I wish we communicated different. It's always nine times out of 10. Communication is front and center at the front of their brain on what they wish was different. Mm. So I took that and um, I really wanted to provide value in this space. So I created this masterclass and it's all about how do we as women show up and share our authentic feelings in a way that is respectful and does not emasculate our partner. Mm. And that's a really hard dynamic for a woman. A lot of times we are thinking, I don't want to share this. I'll sound silly. I don't want to share this. I'll sound like too much. I'll be too much. I don't want to add stress to his plate. Or we get into the name calling or the emasculating or whatever it is. And there is a disconnect in the communication. And yeah. so my whole goal with this masterclass is for the woman to come out of it with new tools that she can apply to her communication style with her partner so that she feels more confident going into difficult conversations so that they can actually make more progress when you have any sort of disagreement or charged conversation or just when you're not seeing completely eye to eye and it it really will provide more ease and flow throughout your entire relationship you know when we observe kids or you see parents interacting with children and kids are emotionally all over the place and they have a hell of a time being able to communicate what they're feeling. And so you see parents all the time just being like, just just communicate to me. Just calm down and, and tell me what you're feeling. Like authentically share what you're feeling. Well, kids haven't had the, the like growth to be able to articulate what they're feeling. Mm -hmm. They just haven't. Well, guess what? Adults have maybe gotten 1% better yeah. for the most part. <laughs> yeah. Unless you're in a really incredible household or community where you're getting equipped with the tools to be able to articulate this vast plane this diverse set of emotions that you're going to experience as a human being unless you're getting properly groomed to be able to communicate that effectively in life you're probably not going to get much better mm -hmm. you're going to pick up a few tools along the way but for the most part you're going to be conditioned and programmed by right. your parents relationship which may or may not be great the, the school that you went to, maybe it's sports, maybe it's religion for other people. Yeah. Maybe it's those first early relationships that mm -hmm. really layer in this sort of pattern of how you interact mm -hmm. with the opposite sex or, uh, or, or a significant other yeah. through just early relationship. I'm so excited for you to do this because this is essentially broadening the tool belt of communication that you can, uh, that you can then apply to this range of emotions and not have to default to unhealthy patterns, habits, buttons that have been installed by your, your various programming and uh, really come out with an effective game plan for yeah. building these tools in your life. Yeah, it's called the empowered partner because 
you are equipping yourself with more tools to feel more empowered in your relationship, which then allows and empowers your partner to show up to basically love you how you truly desire. So um, they, they just all work together. So if this sounds at all interesting, you can check out the show notes uh, for the direct link to sign up for that masterclass. It's $22 and it's January 25th at 6.30 p.m. Pacific Standard. And if you can't make the live for whatever reason, there will it's everything is going to be recorded. So um, don't let that stop you from coming and, and gaining more tools. You can just watch the replay and, you know, take notes or whatever and and there will be a Q&A after and everything like that so um, I, I would just love to to have you join and I think it's gonna be really it's gonna be really fun I, I'm gonna make it um, a, a blast for women like it's it's gonna be just a little girls night party type love vibe love it love girls night <laughs> <laughs> all right jumping into the what meat happens when you have that moment where you go, man, I'm starting to get into this stuff, this relationship stuff, this yeah. this masculine and feminine dynamic, but I don't think my partner's into this. Mm-hmm. Maybe you know it for a fact. Maybe you're sensing through energetic communication. You know, one of the things that I that I have been thinking about on this on this topic is the world is constantly keeping you busy, stimulated, distracted, in addition to the fact that it's encouraging this narrative all the time that you're not enough. I don't mm-hmm. think we need to go into much more detail. There's there's messaging all over the place that you, without accumulating, achieving, buying, or earning things, are just not enough. So although there's been some really amazing breakthroughs, I think, in like the personal development space, um, there's a ton of resources for you know fitness, wellness, mindset. There hasn't been enough about relationships, quality relationships, mm-hmm. I should say. There's a lot of like, dating schemes and how to get the guy or how to get the girl yeah, like rules you know pick up line yeah 101s and, like and, manipulation basically right and so we've all gotten used to these stories and internal dialogue when it comes to relationships if, if you're trying to have a relationship a healthy one that most of the resources out there are kind of like cheap they're mm-hmm. they're for like sex or for like hooking up with somebody or maybe for their like they're for younger people or a lot of times you see relationship work like in the religious space mm-hmm. and you work with like a pastor on your, you know, your relationship and it's not looked at like it could be in fitness. I love using fitness for an example, mm-hmm. but let's say you're in a spot like you don't have to be miserable in your relationship. You don't have to be morbidly obese to want to and desire more health, more mm-hmm. fitness. Maybe you're in not that bad of shape, but you know, you don't particularly feel great. Maybe you have low energy. Maybe you have decreasing self-confidence. But it's a little overwhelming to think about changing what is comfortable. Mm-hmm. So maybe that's starting a fitness habit. Maybe that is looking into nutrition, which is this wild landscape of like, you know, big words. And, and yeah. if you skipped science like I did when I was a kid, <laughs> like it's literally starting from square one. Yeah, it can be intimidating. And so it can be intimidating. You know, maybe right now you hit the elliptical a couple times a week and, you know, you eat more salads than burgers, but you don't necessarily feel like you're growing. Maybe mm-hmm. you've even hit like a plateau. Um, I think one of the other things, too, is is you see, especially in fitness, how expensive it can be, mm-hmm. both from a monetary perspective or from a time perspective. 
these are limiting beliefs that are holding you back. And mm-hmm. so even if you're not in a crap spot in your relationship, just like in fitness, even if you're not in a, a horrible position with your health, it is still very real to feel like there's more because mm-hmm. the answer is that there is. There, There's significantly more to this. And so as we get into this, you don't have to be in the complete crapper in your relationship, just like in your health, to desire and deserve more. Yeah. Like, I think that humans are wired for deep love and deep connection. And there's nothing wrong with or weird or odd about you if you just have this pull inside of you to experience something deeper with your partner. Like we are spiritual, energetic beings. And it is absolutely, I think it's actually a a sign of health. Mm -hmm. If you feel that, it means that you're tuned in to your maybe intuition, to uh, maybe your spirit, whatever you want to call it. Like it it probably means that you're more tuned in with you yourself or becoming more tuned in with yourself. And if you're like, I've never really felt this pull before, but something I remember when I was first getting into the space of the masculine and feminine, when I first heard, like there were these different energies in all of us in different varying degrees and they play together to create magic and polarity and spark in relationship. It at the same time, like simultaneously felt like what the heck? This is like a secret to the universe. Why hasn't anyone ever told me about this? At the same time, feeling like this is like, it felt like I was remembering. It Mm. felt like a knowing, like a, um, just a deep, like understanding, like this is important for me to know. Yeah. And, uh, I just, I, I just want to, you know, extend that to anyone who's listening, who's feeling that urge or that pull, like that's a good sign. Hey beauty, I'm interrupting this podcast to talk to you about one of my biggest passions in the world. That is how each one of us can create healthy, deep, passionate partnership. How to take your relationship from mediocre to magical. Most of us just weren't given the right tools, but my love, I'm here to tell you it's possible. If Chase and I can transform a dead, divorced marriage into something beautiful and fulfilling, anyone can, including you. I'm so excited to tell you that coming in February is my Deep Love Live experience. This is an eight-week transformational course that will shake off the stagnation in your relationship, deliver new tools for healthy communication, and develop passionate partnership that makes your heart swell and your knees weak. Basically, I built the course that I myself needed years ago that would have brought the spark back and completely transformed my marriage. If you're ready to experience the magic of deep love with me, then snag your spot on my waitlist. From here, you'll have the opportunity to receive the early bird pricing in February. Just check the show notes for the direct link or my link tree on Instagram at Mimi underscore the medicine. I'm going deep and I'd love for you to join me. Cheers, boo. Yeah. And so is a little bit of resistance, a little bit of conflict. Sure. Mm-hmm. That's a great sign. I think, you know, again, using fitness as an example, sometimes you want to shut off the podcast or you want to shut off the, the content that's around like, Hey, are you getting into the gym three or four times a week? Are you mm-hmm. making sure that you're not, 
using cheap oils and, and you're like, uh, I don't want to know. I just yeah. don't want to know. Yeah, like blissfully ignorant. Or knowing that like, man, when I do get back into the gym, my lungs are going to burn. Yeah, <laughs> yeah right. <laughs> uh, that's a good feeling too because there is fucking freedom on the other side of that. Right. Yeah. Uh, the, I mean, that's what we're made for as humans is pushing through that l- that bit of resistance to uh, to experience more. That's all <sighs> speaking to, I feel like we're just on a riff on a rant right now, but um, speaking to more of, of what I've embodied and felt in the last year of my life is humans are here to experience and to learn. Yep. Like that's what our life is. Yeah. And I, I have fully like cemented that knowing in my life. And, and when something difficult comes up for me, whether it's between us or in our, in our day jobs or whatever, that it's like, Oh, this is just a lesson. This is just for my learning. And, uh, I think that that can really provide, um, I don't know. It provides some softness around the edges of what could be considered really difficult. Yeah. Um, and, and relationship stuff is, is not unique is it's, it's for our growth. And I, you, you say it so beautifully, but like our relationship, our partnership is the most significant mirror and, um, foundation for our spiritual growth in both of our lives, I believe. Totally. Well, before we get too rabbit traily, I think there could be an entire podcast on itself, uh, in and of itself, surrounding how to evaluate discomfort and turn it into a catalyzing opportunity. That's something that's so fascinating to me and that can be Im- mm-hmm. uh, embedded in a relationship beautifully. Um, but I want to hear from you, the master. What do we got here? When, when, when you get this question of, all right, my partner's not into this, but, but I am, what do I do? Yes, we uh, we can definitely jump into that. I, d- I definitely don't want the woman to feel like all is lost and that it's, it's hopeless and helpless and everything. So first and foremost, understanding and appreciating the differences between the masculine alpha and feminine omega is critical. And we use these terms interchangeably, masculine and alpha, feminine, omega, because, you know, for, for, for us, when I, when I speak about the masculine energy or alpha energy, it doesn't always feel right for me to say like, oh, I'm in my masculine. It, it feels better for me to say like, yeah, when I'm in my alpha mode versus when I'm in my masculine, it just doesn't feel right for me. So I use them interchangeably. Um, but again, we're still speaking to mostly the, the masculine man, feminine, female. Yeah. And I think generally, like we talked about at the beginning of the episode, generally the masculine is not the one bringing this desire up to work on the relationship and again the relationship doesn't have to be in the crapper it can actually just be this desire to be better just Mm -hmm. to keep improving usually the feminine is the first one to pick up on the fact that work might be needed beneficial or interesting literally the feminine in its archetypical positions is more tuned into the energy and the emotional pulse of the relationship Mm -hmm. that's just one of the, the the superpowers of the feminine the masculine, and we're talking about it in, as the man in this case, is not necessarily into working on the relationship at large. It doesn't come up in the first like four or five things they want to mm-hmm. do or work on. Um, and and our- this, this is because, you said it beautifully, but this is because the masculine partner is what I like to call the purpose-driven being yeah. who's seeking freedom. And the feminine partner is the love-driven being who seeks connection. No, perfectly... <laughs> perfect interjection because 
our world has this idea that once you are in a serious relationship, a lot of times that looks like marriage. In 2022, that kind of looks like, you know, serious partnership. It doesn't always have to be marriage. But once that is at this serious relationship status, it's been achieved. The box mm-hmm. has been checked. And the purpose-driven masculine who is out to literally hunt and kill, <laughs> not in this case kill, but yeah. but achieve and, and put a bookend, put something into completion and check it yeah. off your list, figures as much with the relationship. Mm-hmm. You can rest and move on to something else. Yeah. I think it's not uncommon if, if you're listening to have felt from your significant other, I've been achieved and now they're prioritizing work. Yeah. Now they're prioritizing, uh, maybe it's their hobby. Maybe it's even fatherhood. Like, mm-hmm. okay, I love that they're being an incredible father, but what happened to me? Like what yeah, happened to our relationship? Totally. Um, yeah. And so I think it's important for us to understand that this dynamic is critical. This yin and yang, this masculine and feminine energy dynamic is what makes polarity so wonderful. Yeah. It what It's what literally builds the spark in our relationship. So try to view it as like, oh yeah, okay, so we're we're opposites, we're complements, we're yin and yang right now, and I'm grateful for that because that's what provides the flirt, the spark, the fire, and all of that. So um, <laughs> one of the ways that I think about this, um, it's kind of a conundrum because like I said, the, the feminine is the love-driven being that that seeks connection. And the masculine partner is the purpose-driven being that seeks freedom. One wants to be connected. One wants to be free. <laughs> and so you can kind of see the conundrum here, but it has to exist that way. And the funny thing is, and we'll get into it, is that connection, which meets the feminine, actually creates freedom, which mm-hmm. meets the masculine. Right. <laughs> it's like such a beautiful poetic dance. Um, but one of the ways that I think about this, because I am not immune. I am not immune to the thought that there's never enough love. It, like, we could have, we can have like the most beautiful, steamy, romantic, connected, unplugged getaway weekend and come back. And as soon as you want like a solo walk or you want to just do your own thing, like (laughs) if I'm not careful, I can let my mind go to the place that's like, does he still love me? (laughs) You know, (laughs) after we've just had this amazing, beautiful time spent together, like If that's a feeling or a thought that you have as a woman, just know that that's normal. It's because you are a love-driven being and you can kind of get to the place once you understand that that's your essence and it's literally in your DNA to always want more love. You can kind of like stand back as a third party and sort of just look on it like with a little like affection and sort of chuckle at it like, oh my God, there's never enough love. And, uh, and it's, it's great because then you can just think like, God, I'm, I'm so Omega right now. And yeah. just know that about yourself. Well, I think that's, what's, that's what we're doing here is we're laying the foundation. Um, we're spelling out what's actually going on from an archetype perspective, literally mm-hmm. from an evolutionary perspective on how we as human beings came out of like caveman hunter gatherer where where the the man was out hunting and gathering and and distant from the feminine these are thousands of years of evolution that we're now still navigating with our 
uh, biology, mm -hmm. our, our physiology, the way that we interact as human beings. So knowing this is just a way to say, have a little more empathy, yeah. have a little more grace as to what's going on literally in just the conditioning of our own bodies and minds. Mm -hmm. But, but with that, that's, that's not to say that numbness in relationship doesn't set in mm -hmm. that, and maybe it's not completely numb, but maybe that seems to be an energetic communication that there's not an interest in the relationship anymore. Mm -hmm. This all may be actually true, but that does not mean that it's over. It does not mean that hope is lost, especially when this case of numbness setting in with the masculine, there are still ways to elicit a response of interest and desire to invest in the growth of the relationship. Totally. And, and in just a few little points after uh, later in the episode, I'm going to give you like specific things that you can do to literally invite your partner into the interest and the work with you. But um, I would love if you could speak to, um, because certainly there are some guys out there, some men who maybe are a little out of balance and maybe their partner has tried to bring something up to them. Maybe it's a book or a podcast or an event or a course or something and they get immediately shut down. Yeah. Um, can you speak to men who might be operating from that ego space and, and what that's like and, and, uh, and, and what that's like for the man? I think it's really normal to feel threatened when something with the relationship is brought up from your partner as, as wanting to be worked on mm -hmm. different from, Hey babe, I think we, uh, we should start looking for uh, a new place to live or, Hey, what do you think about, you know, it's different than other like life changing ideas because it's so closely tied to your identity. And, and if there's this feeling from your partner that it is not enough, mm -hmm. it can trigger insecurity. Mm -hmm. If you're not very conscious, if you are not in humility, you might lash out in a couple different ways. An unbalanced masculine would lash out potentially in a tyrannical sort of dictator type way, which is, well, you know, we don't need to work on this. You're not doing X, Y, Z. You don't do this for me. And of course I'm not going to be, you know, responding in the way that you would want. Or a lot of times if it's brought up towards a masculine that's out of their, their balance as like the king archetype, they might sit in, um, this, this little boy, sheepish, they might take a step back. They might feel like they need to walk on eggshells to try to make sure that the relationship is perfect. So where the feminine a lot of times is trying to elicit like a, like a leadership king-like response from their masculine, it can either turn into a tyrannical dictator in response or it can turn into the passive, um, fearful masculine, like, oh my God, is this relationship on the, on the rocks? I'm mm -hmm. going to walk around on eggshells and make sure that it's not which is not an attractive thing from the feminine's perspective. Totally. And, and some of this is, you know, some of this ownness, some of the responsibility is, it, it's on both people, but um, it's on the feminine to, to literally bring it up in a way that the masculine has the best chance to respond to. You're literally stacking the deck in your favor for your man to hear you without being, without as much as you can, without feeling like, you're not doing it right. And I'm going to go over here to learn how we can be better and how I can be happier. Yeah. Like the energy that you bring to these conversations is of the utmost importance. It's absolutely critical, which is literally going into my next point. Yeah. So, so I think if you, and to try to answer your question, um, after describing a couple different out of balanced responses that can happen from the masculine perspective, 
there's a few different things that will almost automatically come up in most situations when I want to work on the relationship is brought to Mm -hmm. the masculine. You have insecurity immediately. I am not enough. Mm -hmm. Next is our world doesn't treat relationships like it's something that you need to work on. It doesn't treat it like a fitness habit or a spiritual practice or a, or a job occupation. It's just this thing like we were talking about earlier where you've done it and mm-hmm. it's the box is checked. There's no work needed. So it's literally against our conditioning and programming in, in the modern world. I think third to that is there's a lot of bullshit out there. Mm-hmm. So people think it's garbage. There's a, there's a default that says relationship work. Yeah. And then lastly, I think time, money, and resources to actually work on it. Right. Like, babe, we don't have freaking time to do this. Mm-hmm. We got a million things we got going on. We got kids. We got a house. Or, hey, we're trying to save for the future, for mm-hmm. our dreams. Like, we can't go in and, and do a relationships course or buy a bunch of resources for figuring this stuff out. And and so I think there's, there's four or five different things that are just automatically going to come up um, that is going that there are going to be the hurdles with which you'll need to navigate through Mm -hmm. yeah totally and i was like long-winded but if you can dice some of that up no i I think that that's that's perfect because um you know just just knowing kind of what you're getting into when you go into these conversations is is really important so um into my next point which is you know speaking to the energy that the feminine if it's the feminine coming to the masculine and she has an idea, whether that be for a book or an event or uh, a, a course or something like that, fill yourself up with your own genuine joy and excitement about the thing. Like feel the full body hell yes before you go and communicate to your partner. And so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go into that a little bit and, and explain specifically what I mean. The energy that you bring to any conversation with your partner is critical and will make a world of difference. So when you can speak from your heart, what you're genuinely feeling, rather than from your pain, your pride, or your programs, or your insecurity. So what I mean is, if you are genuinely lit up by this potential experience or whatever, your partner is going to feel that energy versus speaking from well, we don't ever do anything like yeah. this and we need to do this and, and we clearly we're not happy. We're not having sex. We're not doing this. Like speaking from the things where you're feeling the lack is not the way to go about it. Uh, try to fill yourself up again with that joy and that excitement for the thing and speak from that attitude. So whether keep in mind the energy of guilt, shame and fear. Yes. Stay Every, away from everybody those. Everybody knows them. Yes. Do not embody them or communicate through them. Yes. So ultimately as a masculine, your partner wants to provide for you and to protect you. Like it's in his DNA. Even if he's never blatantly said this to you, if he's a masculine, it's in his DNA to provide and to protect. So if you go into a conversation and you sound unsure, you sound insecure, you sound like you don't really know what you're talking about, you're kind of wavering, he might squash it immediately because that at least is like, oh, I don't want her to even go there because I am going to protect her from this unknown. (laughs) And so 
here's kind of what not to say. I'm going to give you an example of what not to say and then maybe what would work a little bit better. So if you go into a conversation and you're like, well, I, I, I saw this event and I thought that it might be, you know, kind of nice to go. I've, I've never really done anything like this. Um, I, I just, you know, we haven't been connecting lately. We haven't been having sex lately. And I just, I know, you know, it's a lot of money, but I, I, it could be cool. I don't know. I haven't made a decision yet, but what do you think? Like, <laughs> can you imagine like responding to that? It would be like, uh, are you wanting me to convince you of yeah. this versus being really filled up with your own excitement, joy, and confidence and being like, hey, babe, can I talk to you about something that's important to me? He says, yeah, sure. Well, there's this event that I'm so freaking excited about. I've been wanting to go to something like this for a long time. And I know it's going to provide me with so many more tools uh, to keep creating an epic relationship with you. And I would absolutely love your support in this just knowing that I can openly talk to you about this like ugh, it would just mean the world to me yeah like that is such a different energy it's inclusive remember that what remember that the masculine really prioritizes creating their their own kingdom and that includes you as a part of the family unit yeah goal setting vision casting creating the kingdom of your family of your community is fuel to the innate fire of the masculine Mm -hmm. the more and this isn't to groom them uh through manipulation no but the more that you can think about how these things that you're interested in as far as growing the relationship goes with those type of pillars of what the masculine archetypes embody yeah the more this communication will feel like it's gaining momentum totally it's like going to another country and deciding okay do i want to make it work with my my english that they may or may not understand or do i want to speak the native tongue and get actually get somewhere right it's it's not about manipulation and it's not about just simply getting what you want in a relationship it's about understanding how a masculine thinks and being able to show up to a conversation that is effective and healthy yeah even something as simple as man, I've really been thinking about our future and I get so excited about the potential of Mm X, Y, Z. And actually this thing that I've been looking into, I think would be really, really supportive of that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then giving him being crystal clear about what he can provide for you in this situation, being like, I would just love your support. Just knowing that I can come to you and talk to you about it would mean the world to me. That's all I need from you is just your support. Then, I mean, what guy is going to be like, no, absolutely not. Like he wants to see you happy. And if you're like coming to him and you're already excited about this thing and you know that it's, it's going to work for you again, feel the hell yes in your body and communicate from that attitude. Like it's infective. It's not infective. It's, um, infectious, infectious. It's contagious Contagious. is what I was thinking of. And then I would say also as the feminine, when he says like, yeah, babe, that sounds awesome. Thank him. Yeah. Thank him. Thank him. Let him hear your appreciation and your gratitude for him just showing up and being able to support you. Yep. All right. And so this reminds me of the quote, um, the best medicine is the one that you fully believe in. Mm, That's so good. 
So again, whether it's a book, an event, or a course, let him witness your excitement and confidence. And, you know, he doesn't have to be as excited or interested in it as you are. If he's just supportive of you, let that be enough. And then just thank him. Thank him. Feel that gratitude and tell him. All right. So next up here on... um, supporting you in these kind of difficult conversations when you feel like your partner isn't as interested in this work as you are. We really need to focus on our own embodiment before we try to get our partner to do anything. Yep. I, 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 again, I get this DM all the time. I get this question all the time. How do I get my partner? How do I get my man? How do I get my husband to blank? It may not be buying a relationships book and giving it to them for Christmas. Right. Without any conditioning beforehand. Mm-hmm. And this, I mean, when, when we talk about this, it sort of sounds like a no brainer, like focusing on your own lessons and embodiment before you, um, you know, start in on your partner about what they're not doing. Like we can easily be like, yeah, I know that. I know that. But it's so easy to forget that principle of like address what you've got going on first, you know, pull the log out of your own eye before you yeah. address your, your brother or whatever that verse is. <laughs> Okay, you may have never done this, but next time you brush your teeth, turn your toothpaste tube over and take a look at the ingredient list. You'll probably see things like sodium fluoride, or sodium lauryl sulfate, or sorbitol, or artificial colors like blue dye number one. These are major hormone and gut disruptors. Do you see glycerin in the ingredient list? That's made from GMO vegetable oil, my love. It's toxic to your cells and actually blocks your saliva from doing its job in mineralizing your teeth. As a registered dental hygienist and lover of true holistic health, I quit using commercial toothpaste and dental products a long time ago. They just do not meet high standards for long-term health, no matter what seal you see stamped on the front of the tube. The ingredient list doesn't lie. If a product is going into my mouth and into my body multiple times a day, every day, in my opinion, it should be clean, reliable, and free of hormone disruptors and gut irritants. Which is why Chase and I have completely made the switch over to Living Libations Dental Products. They are packed with ancient healing herbs, gentle oils, and alkaline buffers. Our favorite is the Neem Alkalinizing Toothpaste. Only a tiny dot is needed, but you'll feel your whole mouth come alive as it breaks up bacteria colonies that cause bad breath while keeping your saliva alkaline, which is essential for a healthy mouth. Not to mention your teeth will feel super smooth and polished. To try for yourself, go to livinglibations.com and use the code MEDICINE, M-E-D-I-C-I-N, for a nice discount. They have a wide variety of products to choose from and amazing customer service if you have any questions on which product is right for you. When we know better, we can do better. And now, you know. Cheers, boo. The masculine is also analytical. If you're embodying new practices, behaviors, you're trying on new tools, 
and they're good sources. They're good resources. You know, maybe you're listening to the medicine podcast Hey-o. and your life and the fruit from your labor starts to manifest. Mm-hmm. The masculine is analytical. They will see that a good man, a balanced man will start to go, Hey, what are you doing? Cause you're yeah. fucking killing it. Yeah. Like, <laughs> you're glowing. Yeah, Totally. Yeah, I think that that's it's really great. It's it's the reason why we focus on ourselves before we try to change or get our partner to do anything. And I love this quote um, from Jung Pueblo, and it's from his book called Clarity and Connection. And I, this quote has just stuck with me. He says, have you noticed that when you feel the urge to change someone, what you really want is for them to behave more like you? Yeah, that's such like an eye opener, especially in relationship, because I think it's so easy for us to get frustrated with our partner that they're not thinking the same way we are. They're not invested in the same things. They're not interested in the same things. They didn't do something the way that we would have done the thing. And if we take a step back and ask the question, like, what's at the root here? Am I am I just wanting them to be more like me? Like how freaking egotistical and, and I'm not immune from that. I've, I've definitely thought that. And I know you have too. Like it's so easy to go there. And that's something that we really, really need to resist mm-hmm. and remind yourself that your partner is on their own path. Yep. They have their own earth lessons to learn. And the lessons may not be exactly the same as yours at exactly the same time. You know, I think a lot of people just speaking bluntly here. I think a lot of people can hear our story and listen to us on the podcast and we're speaking beautifully together and, you know, both, you know, in teaching about conscious partnership. And I will just say that our situation is very unique. Usually both people are not having the same epiphanies that we did at the same exact time and then come back together ready to go for more self-development. That's usually not how it works. And so I'm speaking to our example because I don't want someone to hear our story and think that that's what their path needs to be, that they need to find a partner who's at exactly the same point in their life and their spiritual evolvement that's usually not how it works Well, and with our relationship we had to literally break to the degree of mourning each other's deaths seriously before the miracle that brought Mm -hmm. us back together that is not the recipe for long-term sustainable relationships i'm not telling everybody (laughs) don't recommend that that. (laughs) you know go break each other's hearts and then hope that you find each other again that's really not the solution you know Something you're saying uh, as far as, you know, this idea of embodying what you're practicing and and something that's so interesting and engaging for the masculine is to be given a to-do list is not necessarily what you want to, to be told exactly what to do, to be micromanaged, Mm -hmm. to be controlled. We need to do this. Here's the protocols. Here's the steps. I need you to enroll. I need you to enlist. Think of changing that to-do list into more of like a create your own adventure scavenger Mm, hunt. I love that. Where there's opportunity for your significant other, the masculine in this case, to get involved with their own creative ideas, with Mm. their own choice, with a route that may not be exactly as yours, but the key to it being the treasure Mm -hmm. in this treasure hunt, the to-do on this to-do list is aligned Mm -hmm. if there's alignment in that and that is i want this relationship to flourish i want it to evolve i want it to grow so that we can hit these 
you know, for the man, if you tell him goals and achievements and the kingdom, that's going to freaking light him up. Mm-hmm. But you allow him the freedom and the dire- the different directions and paths and steps to get there. It's going to be not only more engaging for him, it's going to be a better way to elicit his, his enrollment, but it's also going to be fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, I love that. I love, I love your brain. Thanks. Um, so more on the embodiment here. Okay. So I was saying that, you know, your partner is on their own path. They have their own lessons to learn and you cannot make your partner do anything in conscious relationship. Conscious partnership should never include the phrase, how do I get him to blank? That's just not the way to go about it. And if that's coming into your head a lot, you might need to go backwards a little bit and, and refresh on the, the masculine and feminine. Um, you know, I invite you into the Empowered Partner Masterclass. If that's coming up into your brain a lot, how do I get him to blank? That's closer to manipulation yeah. than a co-creative uh, relationship. What, what's tough is manipulation and coercion can actually create a result. The result might even look favorable or might even look like it's a step towards what you, where you want to get. Mm-hmm. But I assure you that energetically, when it's done, when the result is conjured up from manipulation, mm-hmm. energetically, you're taking a deviation away from that soul, right. from that person that you were supposed to be in this binding soul contract with. Right. You are karmically separating yourself from them. It's like Ramil Devane and Harry Potter using a love potion to get exactly. Harry Potter. Yep. I mean, it got to Ron, but to get Harry Potter <laughs> in love with her. Right. So instead, what you can do, again, is clearly ask for support. All I need for you, it, from you is your support. That would be amazing that we can just maybe have some conversations about this as I'm, as I'm continuing to learn. And then embody the work that you're immersing yourself in, whether it's a book or an event or a course or whatever. Embody the work to the best of your ability to then hopefully inspire him into the curiosity of the work with you. We don't just as humans, we tend not to follow advice from someone who is currently not following their own advice. So if you get into the work and you're embodying it, say you come, you know, say your communication habits have, have built up in your relationship and, and they've really started to become unhealthy and maybe there's some name calling, some degrading or some emasculation. Then say you come to the Empowered Partner Masterclass and you learn some new ways to communicate and share your authentic feelings without emasculating your partner. Then you come home and actually start embodying those new tools to the best of your ability. The next time you have an intense conversation with your man, your approach is going to be completely different. If you're truly embodying it, it's going to be different than it ever has been in the past. You're calm, you're confident, and your heart is open and soft. If previously before it was hard and closed and, you know, barbs out, your partner is absolutely going to pick up on it. He may not say anything in the first instance, but stick with it and he will get curious uh, because he will he will start to feel differently too. He'll feel more empowered himself and then he'll wonder why. It's It's totally human nature to be curious about something. So just give him the space to be curious about what it is that yeah. you are embodying. And the last thing I'll say on this is, you know, as awakened women, we we are to live as love and then we invite our partner into the work with us yeah. rather than telling him, you need to do this, you need to do that, you need to do this. Totally. 
you know, one of the things I want to make sure to, to address, and I, I hinted at it earlier, but a couple of the default responses, kind of the automatic responses that you might get from uh, your significant other when, when these types of topics are brought up, and, and even if you're embodying them, and even if you're, you're following the steps, the logical, rational masculine might bring up a couple things that are, I think, completely justified. One is that there is so much bad relationship advice out there. <laughs> yeah. In fact, there's just a ton of advice for relationships in general that can be completely toxic. Mm -hmm. Most of the time they come from like, you know, people in your own community who are like, you know what? You just got to go to bed happy every night. And, you know, just like bullshit advice yeah. or like, you know, in, in the, in the, the church, the Christian church, it's that the man is the head of the household. And no matter what the man says, uh, yeah, women uh, submit, submit to your, submit husbands. to your husband's. There's also all of these hacks and gimmicks. We talked about manipulation already, but how to get your man to do the following, how to get your girl, how to get the girl, you know, how to achieve the mm -hmm. woman, um, how to put your wife in, in, in her place. You know, you, the, the, the boys, the locker room talk. Oh, yeah. This is what I say. This is how I do. The old ball and chain. Yeah. It, it's complete garbage. So a justified response from the masculine when you bring up this type of work is, oh, really? Yeah. Well, relationship work, relationship advice out there is bullshit. It sucks. Mm -hmm. I challenge uh, you to push back that. And one of the one of the reasons we're even having this episode is to give you resources of hopefully a balanced, healthy place when it comes to mm -hmm. relationship advice. Um, at the minimum, there are podcasts like this one. There's some YouTube content. So much of this is free. John Wineland, we've mentioned him often on the show, has been a great teacher for us. David Data for me. Uh, he has some incredible books, one of which I'm going to butcher right now, but it's like... Um, the superior way of the way of the superior way man. of the superior man. Yeah. Holistic psychologist freaking love her. She nails relationship mm -hmm. content. You mentioned a uh, young Pueblo, mm -hmm. um, create the love, mm -hmm. uh, is an Instagram account. Allison Armstrong, Mark Groves, Allison Armstrong, um, London angel winters. Keep asking us, engage with us. We'll give you as much information as we know and, and also refer you to other really mm -hmm. viable platforms. So if that question comes up, here, these are some resources. Mm -hmm. I think too, and this is another really rational, pragmatic, uh, which are some of the be most beautiful gifts from the masculine <laughs> that might be um, a factor for their hesitancy is, babe, we don't have the time. We don't have the money. We don't have the time. I don't want to use my money on this. We, we don't, we, we barely have enough time to, you know, make dinner, much less, you know, invest in relationships. Let me speak to the, the, the masculine or to the feminine who can can articulate this to the masculine remembering back to the beginning when we were talking about the essence mm -hmm. the masculine essence and seeks one of its, freedom it seeks freedom our world is set up in a way that we've all been convinced that money is the route to freedom <laughs> which is why so many men are just grinding working hard achieving because they ultimately want freedom you know the feminine is in pursuit of constant love and the masculine is in constant pursuit of freedom. We don't want to be told what to do. We don't want bosses. We don't want coaches. We don't want authorities. We want to be the freaking authority. We want to be <laughs> yeah. the king. We want to make our own choices. Yeah. And we've all been groomed and conditioned into thinking that money is the way for freedom. You work with your time. You invest your time to get money, to use that money to create freedom in your life and have your own you know, kingdom and decision making. 
So that's why money is such a thing. It's also a symbol of status and a host of other, other reasons. That being said, if you can get behind the thing behind the thing is always freedom with the masculine. I assure you from my experience, investing in the relationship, investing in the work creates more freedom. Mm -hmm. When you are in co-creation, when you're in collaboration, you're out of codependency and rather in union with your partner, you are constantly carving out more time, mm. more freedom, more energy. It is an energy creating endeavor to work on your partnership in a healthy way. Mm -hmm. All of that will give them more energy, more time to do whatever the hell the masculine wants to do with that. Mm -hmm. Maybe they get to the point where they realize it's not about money, but even if they don't, you will have more time and energy by investing either financially or investing with your time and energy into re into the relationship to then create with the excess whatever you want. Maybe that's money. Maybe that's the pursuit of more things that light you up. But I assure you, different from letting the relationship splinter away and slowly deteriorate, that will energy drain you. Mm -hmm. That will remove the energetic capacity that you have for these things that you want to create in life mm -hmm. or you want to achieve in life lean into the relationship it creates more energy mm -hmm. it it enlarges the capacity for you to experience life to its fullest by literally ensuring that the partnership is solid growing evolving and becoming fruitful yeah i mean you said it so freaking beautifully that was a beautiful rant, rant. <laughs> um but we all i think know if you're if you've ever been in a relationship you know the feeling of when things aren't flowing, when things don't feel great, when thing when love isn't flowing and it's not optimal, how much emotional and mental energy is wasted. I'm not going to say that it's wasted, but it feels wasted because it could be going to other areas of your life when your relationship is on fucking point because you've put that initial investment of time and energy on the front end and figured out, okay, we're going to do this and we're going to do it right. We're going to create intentionally. Yes, that, that, that does take a little bit more time and energy on the front end, but then you know, it's like building in a, a fitness protocol. It's like mm -hmm. building in a fitness program by doing a little bit of planning on the front end. You go into your workout and you don't have to think. Then you're in there and you're doing it and you've actually saved time because you're not standing around in the gym like, okay, what do I do next? What what should be good? Y you know, you, you've shaved off time and it's yep. the exact same thing in relationship. We have more mental, emotional, and spiritual capacity to put towards other things in our lives when the relationship is in a place where it's like, damn, this feels good. It could be the longest work week on the planet. And on a Friday night, I'm exhausted. But when we connect and when we're in sexual balance, you know, the feminine and the masculine balance in mm -hmm. perfect polarity, and I hold you in my arms and I look at you in the eyes and I just maybe I say it literally, or maybe I just communicate it with my energy that says, I've got you. We have this, we're strong. And you lean into me and look into me and just say like, I create through you with you. And I'm, I, as the masculine, I'm able to hold that. doesn't matter how exhausted I am after that interaction. I can 
freaking conquer the world. <laughs> and, and same with the feminine. Totally. That's a perfect, and there's a million of these types of reasons. Mm-hmm. I mean, compliment your man in front of other people. Watch his chest puff up. Mm-hmm. Watch his capacity for achievement and for pursuit of his passion and purpose completely skyrocket Mm -hmm. so put these little things to the test freaking meet him at the door and be excited to see him when he comes home from work after a long day go instead of yelling across the house like hey honey i'm making dinner or whatever go to him and hug him look in his eyes and you know express to him like god i'm so glad you're home it's It's so good to see you it's literally creating an abundance of energy just strictly by leaning into your relationship Mm, I got goosebumps from that. I mean, we could talk about these little things all day. These are the little things that are actually big things in your relationship. Totally. All right. So rounding out the episode here, after your partner becomes curious about the work that you are fully embodying, I really want to stress this, that we, we as awakened women never operate from shame, guilt, or of the sentiment of, I told you so. Or when your partner becomes more curious about what it is that you're learning, um, you know, saying something like, yeah, I freaking told you about this like last year. I, I told you this book that I was reading or, oh, now you're, you're all interested in it. Or, you know, all of these kind of snarky comments that we could, we could feel like, yeah, I told you so. Or, yeah, about time. Resist that urge and, and, and ask yourself in this moment, do I want to f- feel right do I want to do I want to prove myself right or do I want to feel happy and excited that my partner is curious about what it is that I'm learning and and uh he's coming to me of his own volition and really curious like if you can you know meet your partner with love and compassion and an open heart and say instead of being snarky say like yeah I'd love to share this with you like what what questions do you have what can I let's talk about it I would love to that would light me up yeah and be excited to share from love and compassion oh, I love that how would you how would that feel as the masculine again I think this is one of those things that you speak into this as the feminine and watch your man literally grow mm-hmm. like literally step into his power yeah. And um, I think it's not uncommon to see the defeated masculine in our world. Like guys are faced with, and I'm not saying girls don't have this either, but guys are faced with this constant, just freaking ball busting in, in the, in the modern day. Mm-hmm. And we might have to cut this out depending on you know where it goes, but <laughs> it can be their boss. It can be, you know, the world that we live in right now is, is so freaking, um, critical of everything that there's so much playing it safe everywhere that is the opposite of the masculine's essence Mm. a a true masculine energy it's it's risk and pursuit and adventure Mm -hmm. and right now it's a play it safe world which over time just numbs men and even if it has nothing to do with the relationship just the external world is constantly neutering the masculine energy from that from its innate adventure yeah i think calling any masculinity toxic masculinity right. is such a freaking play that that any a lot of people do and right. it's just like it's like gag worthy and so in your home in your community your place of safety where you can create environments that foster archetypes of the masculine that that elicit adventure and pursuit and that king-like energy that you want to see, 
the more that will provide energy and excitement for the relationship. And in the same with the, with the feminine, Mm -hmm. the more guys, if you're listening, the more that you can create your home, your community, the environment that you have control over to be a place where your partner feels free, where she feels beautiful, where you can be the container of safety for her to express herself in the most authentic way, in, in the way that she knows she's always been capable of doing, but the world you know, doesn't allow her to be. Mm-hmm. If you can create those environments in your safe container, maybe it's the home, maybe it's your community with some friends or some other trusted individuals, the more you will just pour into this idea of creating more capacity for life. It's mm. so good. God, I'm so grateful for you. Mm. So just recap really quickly. Um, I just want to spin through these points that I made. First and foremost, understand and appreciate the differences between the masculine alpha and feminine omega and what they seek and what they're motivated by. Remember that the masculine partner is purpose-driven. He's a being who seeks freedom. And the feminine partner is more love-driven being who seeks connection. And those differences are to be celebrated. Mm. Number two, fill yourself up with your own genuine joy and excitement before you go to your partner and communicate about the thing that you're interested in. Getting high on your own supply. Word. Number three, focus on your own embodiment before you try to get your partner to do anything and resist the thought of how do I get my partner to blank? How do I get him to blank? As awakened women, we do not use that phrase. We embody and then inspire our partner. Number four, when your partner does become curious, never operate from shame, guilt, or I told you so. It's only love, it's only compassion, and it's only with an open heart that we look into our partner's eyes and say, oh, damn, yeah, I would love to talk about this with you. It lights me up. Mm, Nailed it. (laughs) all right i hope you guys enjoyed this i hope you got a ton of value before we sign off before we say goodbye i want to know from you my love what is your medicine today my medicine today i'm actually really looking forward to uh, the intentional and thought out dinner we're going to be having tonight Mm. so we don't eat a ton of red meat um but we actually picked up a couple steaks tonight. It's not that we have anything against red meat. I think it's freaking awesome and that everybody should have it in their lives. But we picked up a couple of flat iron, grass-fed, grass-finished steaks tonight. We're going to be cooking that up. We're going to be um, boiling potatoes in vinegar and making some really awesome uh, like pota- salt, potato, salt and vinegar, salt and vinegar yeah. chips. We're also going to cook up some chicken and have a little bit of a, a chicken and red meat combo um and it's just gonna be like a really dense meal it's a saturday night might even have some wine hey and uh it's just gonna be a ceremony it's gonna be a killer chase and mimi dinner ceremony and uh maybe put some jazz music on and i know that that's gonna feel like medicine for me Mm, i love that yeah what about you what do you got going on for your medicine today 
Um, being real, I'm always going to be transparent. It was our sexual connection. It's <laughs> <laughs> like, like, I, I, don't get me wrong. It, it is absolute medicine, but I love that's like probably your medicine seven out of nine times. Seriously, you guys, it is it's medicinal. sex. I'm not yeah. going to, I'm not going to get into the details, but yeah, isn't that like a compliment? Don't you love hearing oh, that? Oh, the masculine is, is like a freaking balloon right now, <laughs> like a hot air balloon flying. Yeah. No, I, I'm not going to get into the details, but. Um, it's just, it's so wonderful to have that deep connection with, uh, another beautiful human energetic spirit. And we sound like we're doing like weird, like seance or something. Yeah, um, no, are. I just, I, I loved our connection and, and it's, it truly is medicinal and you know, we don't, it's not like we just get in the bedroom and, and have sex. Like we say that we have sex all day and mm-hmm. it's because we're, yeah having all of these concepts that we talked about in our entire episode, the masculine and feminine feminine polarity play and how they interact and how they're different and how they spark, like all of that goes into us having sex all day. Yeah. And, uh, you know, we, we, we can talk about that in another episode. It could be an episode all on its own, but it really is medicinal for me. And, um, I just fucking love you. Mm, I love you. All right, you guys, definitely check out the show notes for the link for the sign up to the Empowered Partner Masterclass. If you liked any of this content, you will absolutely love what we talk about in there January 25th at 6.30 p.m. Again, if you can't make the live, then you, uh, we, I will send out the, uh, the recording and you can, you can just watch it on your own time. So check out the show notes and we will talk to you Share next time. Share if you dig it. Yes. Share this, please. We love it. We're trying to grow this thing and make an impact in the world. And we're so yeah. grateful you're part of the community. If you liked it at all, give us a share. Yeah, love it. All right, you guys, go spread some light. We'll talk to you next time. Okay, bye. Bye. If you liked this episode, make sure you hit that subscribe button in Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you prefer to listen. This will ensure that every episode drops into your library automatically. Also, make sure you're following me on Instagram at Mimi underscore the medicine. To learn more about our favorite health products, foods, and supplements we discuss on here, along with the discounts, visit themedicine.com forward slash medicine cabinet, or just check the show notes for this episode. Until next time, cheers, boo.